Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Let's stand to our feet, and I'm going to start to talk about this. We have been in a series talking about how to hear from God, and I love that. It said 185 students claim that they... Uh, heard God speak to them. That's a big deal. So we've been talking about here on Sundays how to hear God when he speaks to us, how to know when to give, how to know when to pray, how to know when to step out in faith. It's important for us to learn how to hear from God. And so we've been, we called it when God speaks. We talked about Samuel, how to hear the voice of God. Last week we talked about how to hear God when he speaks through his word. It's one of the most common ways God speaks to us. So how many were in your word this week at least four times? Dare I ask? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. At least four times. Okay, good. God bless you. If you're watching online, put your name in there. I read four times. How many's up for another week? Come on. Let's go another week. Let's go another week. Amen. I'm telling you, it would change your life forever when we read the word like that. You saw those stats last week. Uh, anxiety, depression, all of the things just begin to fall off of your life simply from reading the word of God. And God will speak to you. Today, I want to begin to talk about how he speaks to us through dreams and visions. And so I know a lot of people have been anticipating this, and so I do not have enough time to finish this message. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, And I do not want to make it too testimonial because this is something that I have experienced since I was six years old, is uh, receiving dreams from the Lord. Uh, While you're in Job, go to Job 33. I want us to read this little portion of scripture here. And, and talk about how we can discern if we're having a dream or a vision from the Lord uh, in this series and just see what the Lord does. Uh, I feel like we may have some more prayer in this place. How many believe you got something from the Lord in that worship service and got prayer today? Let me see. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. I believe we're going to hear some great testimonies uh, what God has done in our lives. And if he has done something in your lives, you need to tell people. Tell people what he's done in your life. So Job 33, while you're standing in honor of God's word, Job's friends were not always right when it came to explain why Job was in sin, but some of the things they said can be confirmed in Scripture, and this is a part that can be confirmed throughout Scripture. And so I'm going to read it as a text today. Normally, you do not read the friends of Job (laughs) as a text because God rebuked everything they said just about at the end of the chapter. But here, as I said, it is confirmed in Scripture. Verse 15 says, verse 14 says, For God may speak in one way or in another. That is confirmed in Hebrews chapter 1, which we've been looking at as our anchor text. He's saying the same thing, that God speaks in different ways. Yet man does not perceive it. That's been our problem, is that God doesn't quit speaking. Our problem is we're, we're not able to hear. We're not able to slow down. We're not able to stop. We're not able to get in His Word. We're not able to make ourselves available to hear from God. So that's why we're talking about it. It's important that we stop and make ourselves available and train ourselves to receive from God's Word. Let me just stop here and say, if someone told you, if you ordered a package during Prime, you know what? You were probably looking for it the next day and the next day, and the next day. How many know when God says that he will speak to you, if you believe it, you and I should be looking for it. 
You and I should be listening for it. You and I should be prepared to receive the package and the message that God has for us today. Come on, somebody. Our problem is not hearing him. So he continues and he says in verse 15, Yet in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deeds. You need to underline that. And conceal pride from man. I hope I got time to get to this today. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray your blessing upon our time. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated today. Uh, One more prayer. Uh, Agree with me as you're seated for the Chisholm Halls. We did all that and didn't pray for Bill and Alicia. Lord, I want to pray for Bill and Alicia Chisholm Hall, Lord, right now. God, as they are battling some illness in their bodies, Lord, we pray for them. Faithful servants of yours, oh God. Thank you for bringing them through so many health issues in their life and so many miracles of provision in their life. And Father, they would be here today if they were able. And Lord, I know they're watching. I pray your blessing and healing upon them as well in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There are so many uh, things that God is doing in and throughout people's lives. It's, it's amazing. It's hard to keep up. Hopefully you're in a life group. How many is in a life group? Amen. Awesome. Good, good, good. Hopefully they're going good. I know I've heard great things about it. Uh, I got a first time ever. I'm, I'm in an archery one. So we're doing bow and Bible. Hallelujah. And uh, we're learning how to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy as we go through First John and uh, have some fun. Hey, Paul and Thessalonians made tents and had a life group. Go back and read it. He spoke day to day with tears, talking and discussing the things of God while they made tents. Right there. How about that? Whatever it takes, amen, to reach people today, God is good. I want to talk about dreams and visions a little bit. How many believe you have had a dream or a vision from the Lord sometime in your life? Just lift your hand. Look around. Amen. Those of you that are watching at home said, yep, I've had that happen. Put your name in there. I've had a dream or a vision from the Lord. I believe that God still speaks through dreams and visions. As I was saying earlier, I've experienced dreams. We started going to church when... I was uh, six years old, gave my life to the Lord in Sunday school at Grace Assembly of God in southwest Detroit by uh, Sister De Jesus, and I'll never forget, she used me as an object lesson for King David, and uh, just God just knit my heart to King David ever since then. He's my favorite person in the Bible. I mean, you just never know when you bring your kids to church, the lessons and the things that our River Kids directors do and teachers and leads, those words uh, get the seed of God gets deposited in their hearts, I'm telling you. But it was shortly after that I began to have dreams. And again, I don't want to make this too testimonial today. I could spend uh, two weeks on the dreams alone that God has given me, and they've come to pass. But I will say I've never had a vision. I do not know I've never had a vision. And I will tell you the difference between them next week. But today I want to focus more uh, on dreams. One of the first dreams I had when I was a kid um, is we had a tragic accident in our family, and my little cousin was, was killed in front of the house there, and it was, uh, she was only three years old or so, just a baby, uh, and I was seven years old. It just devastated our family. It was a very uh, serious thing that happened right there in front of the house, and I'll never forget being a kid 
I was at my Uncle Billy's house in West Virginia on vacation when we got the news. I'll just never forget that. And little Jerry is gone and having to deal with that tragic news, didn't even know how to process it. A week earlier, we were having breakfast uh, together, eating Cheerios or Fruit Loops and, and uh, with her other older cousin who was my age. And I'll never forget not understanding what that was. We were just going to church, as I said, so I didn't know a whole lot about heaven or any of that. I was just a kid. Uh, I knew more about Dukes of Hazard than I did about the Bible and uh, uh, just where we were. But I remember out of nowhere uh, the, the heaviness that hit our family, particularly my aunt and uncle, as you can only imagine how that must have devastated the entire family, Markhams and Pattersons alike, and it was uh, huge. And uh, my dad was just new to the faith and being in ministry, and I remember he had that challenge to, to minister in that situation. Out of all that, I had this dream and a long story short, in that dream, I saw my little cousin up in heaven, and she came uh, in, in, in my dream, and she was talking to me, and she said, Eddie, don't be afraid, for I'm with Jesus now, and uh, you don't have to fear, because I'm not in no pain. It's better here than it is at home. And I was only, uh, as I said, seven years old, and I never even knew anything about heaven and dreams and that, and I remember telling that dream to my family, and it just uh, totally brought them closer to the Lord. Eventually, they came to church, gave their hearts to the Lord. I remember Uncle Jerry when he did on Saliette Street, and my Aunt Maggie, she's now in heaven with her daughter. I remember she would tell me from time to time, Eddie, tell me that dream when you had at seven years old, and there was more to it, and I remember telling that. So you don't get far in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, you find 10 dreams before you get halfway through that God does speak in dreams. He does give visions, and for different reasons. Uh, another big dream, I will tell you this, and probably be maybe not my last one, but I'm just telling you, I had so many. Again, I was 11 years old, attending private school there, Grace Christian School. And I, before school started, we would get in a huddle, and Sister Casterton would have us give prayer requests and testimonies before school started. And we did that, and I remember saying, I had this dream of a man on TV that had a suit and tie, he lifted up the Bible and said he's dedicating this year as the year to the Bible. And uh, everyone kind of like, well, that's a different dream. And Sister Casterton, I remember, said, Eddie, tell me more about it. I told her, and we didn't think more about it. But on the next week, it was February 3rd, 1983, President Ronald Reagan dedicated and signed a proclamation making 83 a year of the Bible. He held up the Bible, and I, I just, in my dream, amen, give God glory for that, just showing you how these things happen. Sister Castor then took me that next day when I walked in school. She was like, with that finger that's usually going, sit down. Now she's going, come here. And brought me in front of the school. And I remember because I described everything accurately and um, preparing for this message, I went back. You can find that prayer breakfast on YouTube. I encourage you to go read that. You will be blown away that that is a president of the United States 40 years ago this year and what he said at that prayer bre breakfast on how we need to turn our hearts to God, man, it, it, it will shock you and to see how far we have drifted from our roots as followers of God. Look that video up, and it'll blow your mind. But said all that to say this, that it then sent me on a journey, as Pastor Brown then would tell me, that he believed there was a prophetic uh, anointing on my life, and I began to look into dreams in the Bible. And I know many of you, as you raised your hand, have had these dreams. I don't want to rush through this. I don't want to go too fast. So, And I wanted to 
uh, make sure that I bring some truths out before we get to Job here. I want to, this is what I found in the Word of God. You need to write these down, especially if you are a dreamer or one that God speaks to you in this area. And then I'm going to pray for everybody that we would experience more of this because I'll also show you that it is for everybody to experience the dreams and visions from the Lord. Dreams and visions, number one, were never intended to replace our fellowship with God, but to accompany our fellowship with God. That's the first thing I want you to know, and first thing I discovered when I read in the Bible, is that dreams and visions were never intended to replace our devotion and our worship with God. Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He didn't say, if you have a dream or a vision, you are my disciples. As much as I believe in dreams and vision, I have to set some prerequisites here, because dreams and visions are one of those categories where we can get way off into the weeds. As I'll show you, there's even scripture and instruction in Jeremiah that God said, to test dreams and vision. I don't know if I'll get there today, but I will uh, for sure next week. But you need to know that. So this is, so in other words, because I know people that has had a dream or a vision in their life, and so they have somehow in their mind allowed that to confirm that they're okay walking with God, and they don't worship, they don't come to church, they don't get in their word, they're not serving, they're not bearing fruit. No, I want you to understand, dreams is supposed to be a byproduct of your fellowship and devotion to God, not the other way around. Preach, Pastor Eddie, because we got to know that Jesus says, you'll know my true disciples by their fruits, not even by their gifts, but by their fruits. You'll know that people will know that you are my disciples because you have love one for another. So again, that is what is the uh, endorsement of heaven that we are walking with God, not because we've had a dream or a vision, although they may be of God. Saul never had uh, a prayer life. If you read about him and Samuel, him and David, I talk a lot about them, you know that. King Saul is the example of what not to do. David is our example of what to do. And Saul shows us what happens when we don't have a prayer life. He never built one altar, but he did build a statue of himself. And he never, the Bible says that God would not answer him by dreams, by visions, or by the prophets. And so out of desperation, instead of seeking God, he went and found a witch, a psychic, and went to her for advice. There's a strong warning that we are not led or to pursue or to put our salvation in dreams and vision, but to put them in the word of God and our fellowship and our relationship with Jehovah God. Say amen if you agree with that. You'll always find in scripture that dreams and visions accompany prayer, as in Silas when he and Ananias and Peter and all the New Testament. It was while they were praying, God showed them a vision. Or while Abraham was seeking God, later that night, he came in a, in a vision and a dream. God has always came in dreams, as I said, in my life, but not all the time. Point number two, not every dream is from God. You need to know this. Not every dream is from God, no matter how spiritual it may seem. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes that dreams come through much activity and many cares. In other words, dreams can be often products of natural anxieties and cares and concerns with little or no meaning at all behind them. 
It can always be God, and it can also be because you stayed up and binge-watched Netflix for three days and ate pizza or played video games, and now you're having these dreams. And so you try to find some kind of spirituality. So I've had to learn that even no matter how spiritual a dream may seem to be, I've learned that it may not necessarily be of God. And I've seen what I thought was of God come to pass in a way that didn't, so I knew it was of God. So you've got to be willing, here it is, to release the dream and say, okay, it wasn't of God. Don't make major life decisions based upon one single dream or a vision. i got to pastor you today. Come on, somebody. Got to help somebody. I'm going to get to and prove this to you uh, here in Scripture. So dreams, Ecclesiastes says, can come from working. I still have dreams about delivering Intamin's raspberry Danish to Kroger's and being chased through the mall for not having the right uh, pineapple little pie by an angry senior citizen. That has happened to me several times. I still have these crazy dreams. How many dream about work? scripture now god can speak to you in a context of a dream a dream will always be meaningful to you more than it is to the person as it was in the life of joseph when god gave him a dream and when i get to the pride part there's a pride test that comes with dreams i'm not going to get to that so i'll just tell you this today when god gives you a dream don't go bragging about it pray about it more on that next week because it'll get you in trouble so not every dream is from God. Not everything that we see is from God. However, God does use dreams and visions to speak to us. God says in Numbers, hear now my words. This is God speaking. He said, if there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision. I will speak to him in a dream. Quickly, to, third, to the next one because it goes right together. If you've had a dream or a vision, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a prophet or a prophetess. It can. Dreams and visions will accelerate in the end times. Dreams and visions will accelerate in the last times. When the Lord said in Joel and then again in Acts chapter 2, he said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men shall, shall dream dreams. In the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Sorry, I'm still adjusting this new microphone. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So you don't have to be a prophet if you have a dream or a vision. He said all people can experience this. And you don't have to be young or old. He's just simply making a point that he's going to pour out his spirit on all, on all, not just male and female, but his point is on the word all, that we will all, we can experience dreams and visions. God will, will send specific instructions and he can also bring confidence to something he has already done. In the Old Testament, dreams and visions would confirm the Word of God. In the New Testament, dreams and visions must be confirmed by the Word of God first. So let me say it like this. In the Old Testament, God would speak a word and then confirm it through a dream. In the New Testament, you may have a dream or a vision, but you've got to confirm it with the Word. And this is where we'll land. 
dreams and visions must always align with God's written word. I believe that they are a part of the gifts of the Spirit. As he said in the last days, I will pour out my Spirit. So it's a ministry of the Holy Spirit. Hear me. Dreams and visions are a ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so if that is true, we must, we must hold dreams and visions accountable to the test that the Bible tells us to test dreams and vision, as well as all the gifts of the Spirit according to the Word of God. And in John, I believe it is 16, he says that the Holy Spirit, Jesus says when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, so right there is proof that God will speak to us in case there's somebody here or somebody you may know, and there are people that believe God doesn't speak anymore. That is the most saddest thing I think I've ever heard someone say, if you believe that, that God doesn't speak. This scripture totally debunks that. It says that when the Holy Spirit has come, Jesus said, when I go to heaven, rejoice, because I'm going to send back the helper who has been with you, but now will be in you. And when he comes, he will speak to you. He will speak to you. The scripture says, in fact, he says four times that God will speak to us just in this little passage of scripture alone. But he says when he speaks, he will speak of things that will happen. There's your prophetic connection. And oftentimes the prophetic will be connected to the political realm in a lot of ways, as much as visions will. As my dream when I was 11 years old, I don't know why that God would give that to me, but he did. And it was an amazing thing what happened in that time of my life and in the school and just helped me build upon a foundation to seek God, that this thing of God is really real. And in Holy Spirit, he said he will also speak, he'll bring to your remembrance things that I have said. And he said he will always speak of the words that I give you. So dreams and visions must align. In First Thessalonians, we're told, here's a test to test if anything's of, of God. If anything's of God. There's another scripture in First John that says, test the spirits, for not all spirits are of God. Test the spirits. You and I are to test when somebody shows you a video from YouTube. I don't care if they got a cool graphic. I don't care if they've got a thousand or one million views even of what they're saying. If what they're saying or showing you does not line up with the written word of God, you need to unsubscribe, pray for them, and move on. Preach, Pastor Eddie. I'm trying to help you today. I'm trying to help you today. Lest you be moved away and not, not rooted and grounded in sound teaching. Hallelujah. This isn't on your screen, but we've been diving into this on Wednesday nights. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and spirit. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the hearts. So in other words, you may have a dream or a vision and in the Old Testament, God even warned that sometimes dreams and visions are attached to something that we really, really want, even though it's not God's will. It's in Jeremiah. In fact, he said, if you go to some prophets, they will answer you according to the desires you have in your heart and not according to thus says the Lord. <laughs> 
there's a great book out. It's an, it's an older book written by John Brevere. And if you are in the prophetic lane, I highly recommend it. It should be in your library. It's one of the very first books you read on prophecy and receiving a prophetic word. It's called, Thus Saith the Lord, question mark, by John Brevere. I would also encourage you to read Undercover. It's one of the greatest and not too popular topics in the church world today. He also wrote it by John Brevere, Undercover, where he talks about how to discern God's voice uh, through leadership and through the Word of God. Those are two great books on how to do it. But the Scripture says that the Word of God is a discerner able to split between bone and marrow. You know how close that has to be? Marrow is inside the bone, right? And the Bible says that the Word of God can discern between soul and spirit. Soul is our desires, our emotions, our carnal mind. The spirit is where our fight comes from, is where God speaks to us. So how do you know it's not, it's not just your feelings of too much pizza or being around so-and-so and all they talk about, they get a message a minute type people. You know somebody like that, they get a message a minute. You know, God spoke to them this morning what kind of eggs to make. And then God spoke to them how much salt to put on their breakfast. And then God spoke to them how much milk to put for their kids. And then God spoke to them what road to take all the way here, what outfit to wear, what song to worship, what song not to worship. And everything they say is they've had a vision and six visions and four visits from Gabriel before lunchtime. Don't raise your hand, but how many know some people like that? This is a good message for you to hear because everything that you say, I've never heard an angel like that. I've never seen an angel. God bless you if you have. Yes, they're real. Yes, that happens. But one of the most common ways, I can't get away from it, that God will speak to you is through this written word of God right here. I need a word, Pastor Eddie. You've got thousands of them right here. Amen? Everything must line up. So the Word of God will help discern between our emotional things that we're wanting in life and needing and thinking God is telling us, and from the actual spiritual side of what God is really saying. He said back to that first Thessalonian scripture that he says, test all things. Everybody say, test all things. Lord, that clock is of the devil. (laughs) Test all things. Hold on to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Let me just throw this in there and then we'll start to close. Jeremiah 23, here's one of the warnings I told you about earlier. I'll give it to you now. I think it's further down in the slides there. But he says, behold, if not take notes, Jeremiah 23, 32. He says, I'm against those who prophesy by false dreams, says the Lord. And tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their recklessness. Yet I did not send them or command them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, says the Lord. There are denominations and organizations, I'll tell you, they're cults that are alive, that are out operating today, that their founders began their entire movement based upon what they claim is a dream. One of them is Joseph Smith. Uh, He is the founding of the Mormon church. I'm sorry, but what they teach does not line up with the word of God. I know he claims he had an angel appear to him and he started that entire movement. And if you're in in the Mormon faith, listen, I love you, God loves you. 
Jesus is real, but I'm telling you, Jesus is the Son of God, divine as he is. He died and he rose again, and he's the only way you're going to get to heaven. I'm sorry you've been lied to. He is the truth, the only way. And as my job as a watchman and as a shepherd and as a pastor, I have to stand here, and I want to stand here and tell you because I love you and I don't want to see you becoming deceived. That entire movement started with the man said he had a dream. One, another one is Muhammad. Muhammad claims to have had a dream and he started the Quran and the whole movement. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ was not just a prophet as the Quran says. Which is interesting. This is something that you can talk with your Muslim friends or co-workers about. If you really want to have a conversation. I have, working in Detroit for several years, many of the store owners were Muslims. And I can't tell you how many times we had great conversation in that back room about I had one try to convert me seriously he didn't know I was a Christian and every day he would just tell me things and and would not connect it to Islam at all he was just built I knew what he was doing he was building a relationship with me and then when we got down to it he began to tell me about some of the teachings of the Quran and I still just God just led me through that whole conversation but one of the things I, I showed him is that your Bible says that Jesus is a prophet the Quran says Jesus is a prophet. The Quran also says that a prophet cannot lie. Well, we got a serious problem. Because if a prophet, and your Bible says he's a prophet, and your Bible says a prophet cannot lie, then Jesus was not lying when he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So there's got to be. Jesus. Closing number two. International Assemblies of God Mission News writer Darren Carlson actually did a study and interviewed 750 formal, former Muslims who had converted to Christianity. Most recently, he discovered a phenomenon that happened. Many of them converted because of the contradictions in the Quran. Many converted because they saw the testimony in the life of Christians willing to die for their faith but 25% of them converted to Christianity because they claimed they saw Jesus in a dream. Yeah, give God praise for that. Why? Because dreams will always bring you closer to him. They will line up with the word of God. In fact, you can read some of these stories. There was a, a uh, Persian man who had a dream, and this man was a Jewish rabbi, was Jesus Christ appeared in his dream and began to quote scripture to him. He, didn't, he knew it was some kind of scripture, but he didn't realize it, so he went and he, to a, a camp in the city to go shopping, and outside the city was a little camp. He went, and there was a missionary that told that was teaching the very scripture as he come walking up of the man giving him the dream. It turned around, and it was that scripture that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me, he gave his life to the Lord and his whole family was converted. Another one was a Kurdistan, Kurdistan family. The entire family that night all had the same dream. And the same dream was that they needed to cross over this river to find living water. And so talking about it in the morning, they decided to go for a walk and they got up and went through the, the woods and they came across that stream, which they knew what they were dreaming about. They went across it and found a missionary baptizing somebody down at the lake, talking about the story of the woman at the well. If you need living water, then I can give you what you need. Come on, somebody. 
You can't make that stuff up. Why? Because dreams and visions will always bring you closer to the purposes of God. And that's where I'm going to have to end it today, where Job says it in 33. He opens the ears. And in order to turn man from his deeds, dreams and visions will turn you to God. And if you've had dreams or visions, and I know this is a sensitive topic for many. I do a lot of counseling and talking with people, and many have seen people that have passed away in their life and have come to them in their dreams. And I know that's a sensitive topic for many. I would just tell you the way to test, you know, that, anything like that, is if they are telling you to turn your life to the Lord and turn closer to the God, and if they're telling you to just, if you've had a dream about anybody telling you you're fine just the way you are and you're not living for the Lord, I'm telling you, Jeremiah says it's a false dream. Do not believe it. I know that's harsh to end a message like this on, but I must tell you, if anything, a dream, a vision, a prophecy, a text message, an inbox, a book, does not bring you closer to the Lord and does not confirm with the written word of God, you need to just put it to the side and not follow it with all of your heart and say, God, I'm going to follow the written word of God, number one in my life. Amen? Won't you stand with me today in this place? And I want to pray over everyone today. We will pick it up right there and we'll get into the, the warning sides of, of dreams and Joseph and some other things that I need to discuss as I talk about it. So please hang in there. I know it's summer and I know vacation season is upon us. I know many told me they were out of town on vacation last week and watched the message and was blessed by it. Thank God for YouTube. Thank God for technology. Uh, but I know dreams and visions are a part of many of your lives. But as I read to you, he said, in the last days, I will pour up my spirit on all flesh. And you will dream dreams and have visions. There's nothing wrong having a vision and a dream from God as you begin to learn today that it must line up with the word of God. And if there's dreams and visions that you have had and seen and experienced that didn't line up with the written word of God, you got to just leave it alone. I don't care how real it was. I don't care how it made you feel. You just put it to the side. And I have had those. But God, I just put that to the side and I stand on the written word of God. But I want to pray over us today that God would pour out his spirit in this area. We're a full gospel spirit-led church. If this is your first time here, you've already seen it. Welcome to River of Life. Amen. Part of it is not just to be something we read in the Bible about the gifts of the Spirit and go, that's a pretty thing that happened. You and I are to experience this. So how many would be okay if God spoke to you through his word, through the voice, his voice, or dreams and visions? How many would say, I would be okay with that? Amen. Well, just lift your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's get back into an attitude of worship right now. Just imagine the things. I'm telling you, God has, has showed me things and making decisions of getting into this building from dreams and visions. Hallelujah. Father, you said in Acts 2, Lord, originally through your prophet Joel, then in the last days you will pour out your spirit upon all flesh. And Father, that means healings, that means financial miracles, but it also means dreams and visions. 
And we're living in a day, Lord, where you're needing to raise up a generation of, of Issachars, God, that will know what to do in these times that we live in. Father, there will be students of your word. We'll be like the Bereans and we'll follow you and study your word. But Father, give us a prophetic ear and a hunger to hear your voice speak to us, Lord, through the word, God, number one, and also through dreams and vision. Lord, let it be confirmed. Lord, help us to navigate and to Put aside those things that were carnal and were not from you, Lord. And to press through and to be committed to your word today. I pray over this church, Lord. And Father, you would, you would visit us in dreams and visions, Lord. Our lost loved ones, God. If you can send a dream to a Muslim in Iran, Father, or in Pakistan or other parts of the world. Father, we got loved ones that need you. God, I pray you come to them in a the dream and warn them and teach and turn their hearts toward you, Lord. Let it be so in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now with your heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you may not know a whole lot about dreams and visions, and man, this is a lot to you today. You don't even know what it means. Just put all of that to, on the shelf and listen to this. There is also a real heaven and a real hell. And God wants so much for no one to go to hell that he provided a way for you and I to have eternity, spend eternity in heaven with him. And that is by receiving salvation and forgiveness of our sins by turning from our sins and putting our faith in Jesus Christ as the Lord of our life. If you have never done that today or you've walked away from that earth commitment sometime in your life and you would like to renew your commitment like several of our high school and junior high kids did this last week. If you said, Pastor Eddie, on this July Sunday, I want to recommit my life to the Lord Jesus. Pray for me. I want you to lift up your hand right where you are. Right where you are. Put your hand up. If you're watching online, put your name right in the chat. Amen. Just lift your hand up. Pray for me. Pray for me today. I need Jesus in my life. I need my sins forgiven. If you have a Catholic background, a Lutheran, I don't care what your religious experience is, your sins need to be forgiven and put your faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let everybody pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I come to you today and I ask you for forgiveness for I am a sinner and I have sinned. Forgive me and wash me. Make me new. And from this day forward, help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give God some praise today. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Light, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people, and you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.